Welcome to the Liberty Tree, podcasting from Family Life Church in Swanee, Georgia. In the big rock candy mountains, the jails are made of tin, and you can walk right out again as soon as you are in. There ain't no short handle shovels, no axes, saws, or picks. I'm a going to stay where you sleep all day, where they hung the Turk that invented work in the big rock candy mountains. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Do, 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 do. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to go where everybody knows your name. <laughs> and they're always <laughs> glad you came. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the words. <laughs> you want to be where you can see. Our troubles are all the same. You want to go where everybody knows your name. If you want to hear me and John sing, you're going to have to come to a service on Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't worry. Zach, I got, and if you never want to hear Zach sing again, come to a service on Sunday morning. <laughs> Zach only does solos. Uh, I tried a solo once, and the pastor told me to stop singing in the middle of while I was singing up on stage in front of everybody it was a big everybody mom- it was a big mom- uh uh a big moment at the church too wasn't it like 4th of, of july or How old some kind you? of veteran day <laughs> 27 <laughs> <laughs> however, however old i was 5 years ago oh. 4 years ago <laughs> oh, that's right that's right it wasn't when you were a kid that's right i, I was there for that now that i think about it was it. like it was, that scene right. it was like that scene from monty python and the holy grail yeah. it's like i feel like like singing and the dad comes up oh no stop yep, that stop, stop that <laughs> i think i remember just looking at ben like what in the world is going on yeah <laughs> so yeah oh so it's the Liberty Tree. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Zach. I'm John. I'm Ben. And uh, we're glad to have you back. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, one thing I've... Uh, a few things on top of the old noggin here. Some things to look forward to on the horizon. Uh, we're going to have some interviews with some special guests here in the future. We're also going to... There's a maybe on the fu- in the future a, an episode about superheroes. You might be ooh, thinking, ooh. how in the world? Marvel or DC or like Dark Horse enti- or Image? Uh, okay. Whatever superhero you can come up with. You can Greatest even- American Hero. He wasn't really any of those, but I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he did have a suit that he didn't know how to use. So, I mean, <laughs> you can't see me now, but my arms are flailing about as I try to fly. You, you can do Steve Austin. You know, so, so are superheroes created or made? Because he was sort of, you know, he was... Hmm. We can rebuild him. Right, yeah, that's true. Like, like the Bionic Man. Yeah. You remember right. that show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Steve Austin. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was oh, six, is that who you were talking a, about? He was the yeah. $6 million man. He oh, was okay. the Bionic Woman, the $6 million man. That's right. So, mm. come on. We're gonna all we're gonna all incorporate that. You, you guys have... didn't spend every waking moment of your childhood <laughs> no. watching television. What were you like doing? Creative, constructive things with your time? No, I was well, definitely back, glued to the TV. Well, back then, you know, we used to go outside. Oh, definitely got in trouble for. That sounds like an awesome truck. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was a truck. So, in our soundproof studio here, <laughs> uh, you can tell on, that we're coming you know, to you live from Swanee, Georgia, on the 40th floor of the Family Life Church building. Uh, <laughs> apparently, that the truck that just drove by was loud enough to even get through our impenetrable walls. So, 
That's yeah. a truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then so superheroes, tr I, trust me, we're going to wrap it back around to Christ. You may, for those of you who may not be. Isn't he the ultimate superhero? I, I mean, think so, yeah. I mean, he, the Bible says he was an Avenger. So, yeah. I mean, uh, so there, we got that. Also, ran across some stuff, a survey recently, and I'm just going to give you a quick sneak peek. They did this uh, survey amongst self-professing Christians or actually Christian people who identify as being evangelical Christians. And the results are, are, are very alarming. <laughs> and I think it's way past time that there be some, in the Marine Corps, when you forgot how to do something, you had to do what was called remedial training. There, I mean, like basic, basic Christianity, core like doctrine right. mm -hmm. and don't in the beginning don't, there was God right don't, yeah. and don't run away from doctrine there's a lot of people that hear the word doctrine and theology and they freak out and they think they're going to take away the spirit of everything look if everybody has doctrine has theology it just determines it just depends on whether or not your theology and doctrine is bad or good <laughs> everybody has it so uh, there's a way to look into the gift that we have of sound teaching and how to move on from that and the reason why I think there needs to be basic classes or training or discussions of it is in this in these findings the question was asked a person obtains peace with God by first taking the initiative to seek God and then God responds with grace 83 percent of self-identified evangelicals agreed with that or somewhat agreed with that statement wow mm, and yeah. then the other one is by the good deeds that I do I partly contribute to earning my place in heaven 52 percent of Evangelicals agree or somewhat agree with that statement. Wow. And that's just a yes. little bit. That's just a little teaser. Right. And uh, on to more current topics. As you can probably tell by now, for those of y'all who have been keeping up with the podcast, we are kind of, we talk, when we talk about current events, we're definitely diving into the future a little bit. You're probably listening to this right now. It's probably, I mean, what's today? October 5th. 5th? Yeah. Already? Right, so you'll you'll be hearing 2027. this 2027 in the year two thousand. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you'll you'll be hearing this weeks down the road. So, yeah, all that excitement I had a couple weeks ago about Georgia that's that's gone. In <laughs> uh, other previous podcast, I was very excited about the uh, potential potentiality of the USA's efforts in the tournament that was back then. That that was blown up, and I think I've commented on this before. But now we're not superstitious here. We don't believe in luck. We don't believe in none of that crazy stuff, but there has been a pattern throughout mm. my life. Yeah. And that is I'm the kiss o death when it comes to any team that I support. That's true. <laughs> I want you to stay away from all of my teams, please. <laughs> far, so, far away. So I'm doing an experiment, you might say, of this recording. The last recording I wore my Georgia Bulldog hat and we were undefeated. Kansas State has only lost one game so far. And they they thrashed a team last week that they were not supposed to thrash. That's right, Kennesaw State Owls, baby. <laughs> so uh, I'm holding up the, the Kennesaw State Owls symbol that looks like... Looks like Elton John glasses. Is that what they do? Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> these are not Elton John glasses. These are, these are owl eyes ends. with 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 wise eyebrows, oh. I guess. Okay. So we'll see how they do this weekend. Is his, this my... Uh, my, uh, my his, his son was doing that action the other night. 
<laughs> Not to be confused with the upside down Garfunkel glasses right. or the or the sort of omens, you know, ho oh, Thundercats, and I just yeah. whop the microphone. I just remember, uh, you know, Ernest P. Worrell used to do that thing where he was you know, that <laughs> Dr. Otto guy where he put his hand on his head and it was like, yeah. he always had those fingers on his forehead, you know? <laughs> the Ernest goes you know to camp, about. Ernest saves Christmas, yeah. Ernest goes to jail, Ernest scared to stupid. Those were classics. So, anyway, speaking about <laughs> Ben's doing <laughs> the Doctor Otto. For those of you who don't know, look it up, Doctor Otto, Ernest P. Worrell, whatever you'll find it. So, this is my experiment that I'm going to do. Uh, is that it is science that whatever team I touch will will fail. That's why the world. That's why the Cubs are not winning the World Series this year because I want them to win. I'm making the prediction. Kennesaw State will lose this weekend because I'm wearing my Kennesaw State Owls hat right now. And the Falcons, who are on fire, are going to wet the bed against Denver this Sunday, too. All because that's what I don't want them to do. Right. So Mm. speaking of science. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, I came across a quote the other day from none other than, you know, Werner Heisenberg. The father of the atomic bomb. (laughs) Yerval. Yeah. And actually two quotes. But it got me thinking about, you know, the way that it seems like the people that these days are the most knowledgeable about natural sciences, you know, quantum mechanics, all the sorts of things, it, it almost like they act like there's no room for God in any of the theories or any of the, our understanding of the universe and that sort of thing. But it wasn't that long ago that the most famous and respected scientists were all very devout followers of, of, of religion of some sort or other. I mean, Albert Einstein was very devout. I mean, he was Jewish, but I mean, you know, he, all of his theories and all of his papers and everything they wrote all had to do with his belief in God. You know, he has a famous quote, God does not play dice with the universe. And that's a paraphrase. It's not exactly what he said, but basically he was saying that, you know, he, he didn't really believe in uncertainty because that went against what he knew from his faith. And, you know, it led to his development of what they call the cosmological constant, which he, in his own lifetime, called his biggest blunder. And yet, you know, 70 or so years later, they've now incorporated a cosmological constant into all of the most leading and cutting edge theories about, you know, uh, you know, our understandings of, of quantum mechanics. So he, in a way, was right, but he put that cosmological constant in there because at the time he just wouldn't let himself believe that that there was this uncertain nature to the universe because he just he just thought it was just it goes against what his understanding of God is but I saw this quote from Werner Heisenberg that said the first gulp from the glass of natural science sciences will turn you into an atheist but at the bottom of the glass God is waiting for you and it it just kind of struck me because it seems like you know, most of what I've read is sort of an amateur level of, you know, various science books. Like I, I like reading about black holes and, you know, you know, event horizons and quasars and that sort of thing. I know it's kind of a nerdy thing to want to, you know, read a nonfiction science book in your free time, but I, I like it. But again, on the very surface, I can see the argument that people make like, well, look, this is how the universe is and there's no need for your supernatural God. But at the same time, as you delve deeper and realize the things that we still don't understand and the things that we don't know, it's like, well, there's God, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there's the spark. The reason that you don't know why 
you know, the Higgs boson does this or the reason why you don't know why the Big Bang started, but, you know, or whatever, whatever your, your thoughts are on, on, on all that stuff, you know, there's, there's your answer. It's, it's at every turn. But, you know, here's this guy, you know, Werner Heisenberg, that, you know, he, by all, by all rights of today's scientists, should be somebody leading the charge for atheism. But here he is telling you that, trust me, I know as much about it as anybody, you know, alive, at, at least at the time he said it. I know as much about science as anybody, and I'm telling you, you know, down there at the bottom, there's God. And his other quote is, when I meet God, I'm going to ask him two questions. Why relativity and why turbulence? I really believe he will have an answer to the first. And that's just, you know, that, that to me is just, he just took it as fact that it's just, you know, there's a God, you know, and it's just, he, he saw it at every turn. And as you go back through history, you've got guys like Sir Isaac Newton, who was an incredibly devout Christian, you know, spent all of his time alone either in prayer or working on basically what became calculus, you know, and it was just, and, and the two in his mind were inseparable, you know, and it was just, you know, science, mathematics, physics, all of it was just a way of exploring of understanding or attempting to understand with our feeble brains the glory of God's creation. And all of these Age of Enlightenment and Middle-Aged scientists and, you know, thinkers were just trying to find a way to understand our little insignificant place in all of this grand wonder. And the more that we discovered, the more that Galileo had his telescopes and Copernicus, all it did was open up you know, more and more of the vastness of God's creation. And to me, I always just, I wonder why and when we got away from that, you know, because to me, there's plenty of room in your life for a thirst for knowledge about the understanding of the world around you and the appreciation of your belief in God and, and where Christ is in your life. So that's that, like I said, that's just, that's what sort of weighed on me as we kind of got into this, but you know, uh, I know that everybody listening is not necessarily a science nerd like I am, but still, you know, just look around you. I mean, you're listening to this podcast right now on a laptop or, you know, some kind of electronic device. What a miracle of engineering it is compared to where we were 100 years ago that this device is sitting there. Well, some person used the ingenuity that God gave him mm. and put it together to be able to create the one technology after another, after another, after another. And that's all led to the, you know, the, the age that we live in now, at least as far as conveniences and everything mm -hmm. else. And to me, all of those things are just testament to, you know, what, what God has made, you know, and, and what, and what he's done in every one of us and that we, all this potential that we have. So to me, it all kind of ties back in together and it all points right to God. So take it away. I mean, when you, th <laughs> when you think about it, how, you know, God created us to reason and to be able to create things and stuff. And like you were mentioning, you know, the ingenuity to create whatever device you're listening to this podcast right now. I mean, on a very micro level, it's us doing, th doing something with our ability to create something, to design something. And as we delve, as you dive into science more, more and more it becomes apparent the very specific detailed designing of creation in itself is so on purpose is so detailed that a cosmic burp could not have produced this it just couldn't right. it's like finding a computer 
in the sands uh, or in the, on the yeah. beach somewhere right. and then looking sand, well, at the, it. The sand turned into silicone and right. just made, yeah. chi- made, made microchips. I mean, right. you know. It's like, it's like seeing that and then wondering or suggesting how in the world did the waves create this computer? Any sane person would look down at the computer and go, okay, someone built this. Who, who left this computer here? You know, someone right. created and designed this in the same way. The more you dive into science, there's no way you can look at the human body, for one, and not see there had to have been someone that designed this and created this universe. There had to have been someone who designed this and created this. Right. And God and what he has done, he's more than confident with your questions, and he's more than confident with listening and answering your questions. Maybe not all of them, yeah. but don't don't freak out over diving down the wormhole that is science. I right. like like that quote was saying, the more you dive into it, the more I'm confident that it's going to point you to God. Well, and that's the thing and that's the flip side of that coin is over the over the last however many years it seems like science has worked harder and harder to say that we we don't need God. We can we can explain all of this without him. But it seems to me like a lot of faithful people have wanted to shut out the idea of of having science in their life or, or, or having more knowledge. Like they think it's somehow taking them away from God to, that we know too much. And I am of the feeling that we'll never know too much. Well, I mean, we're, we're, we're just dumb little people, you know, and, you know, even as much as we've learned and as far as we've come, we'll still never know the mind of God, you know, but I would love if, you know, if when I got to the pearly gates and I got to go inside, I would love it if, you know, if God was like, you were so close, but let me show you how I did it. And then, he, you know, and, the, and all of those wonders revealed to, you know, to all of that understanding that goes like, oh, okay, this is, you know, this is how, you know, the, you know, the quarks turned into the atoms and, the, you know, and it just, and it just, you know, everything. I, I, I just, you know, I would love to see all that stuff, you know, laid bare where I could, I could see it all. But I also am, am perfectly content knowing that no matter how much knowledge we gain, we're still, you know, not not even scratching scratching the surface is too that's 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 too generous of a term yeah. you know you're like light years away right from discovering it all because right. it, you know there's people out there that's I'm gonna, I'm gonna discover all this stuff but it yeah. just they just don't get nowhere with it yeah. I feel so simple because I was gonna ask God why do I have nipples yeah <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> they serve no purpose like well it was just e- it was just easier that way because uh, you know. look funny without yeah. them you know. Know. have you seen a Ken doll you don't want to be a Ken doll. <laughs> Well, think about it when he created Adam, just right out of the the dust of the ground. Like, how did, you know what I mean? Just all that DNA or whatever, the atoms or whatever, and the flesh and the bones. I mean, it's just like like I was uh, thinking about when when my first child was born. You know, when you you realize the miracle of life in the birth of a son or a daughter. Yeah, like, I mean, like one minute there was two people here yeah. and now there's three of us. Well, how, it's just, what, 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 you know? I just figure like, how can you say there's not a God, but it's not, it just didn't happen out of nothing. Yeah. You know, right. It's just so complex. Yeah. It, it's, it's so neat when you were talking about Adam, it, like there's so many wonderful things in Genesis when you read about the creation account and this, and I'm going to remind me when I say creation account, I'm going to tie into something in a minute here as well. That, you know, when God is creating Adam, you know, you know, separate from all others of creation, it says, and then he breathed his life, he breathed into to man, into Adam. And it's so cool to me thinking that, you know, here's God passing on his 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 breath, you know, his which basically using his soul, you know, kind of right. thing. In that same aspect, 
in the old Adam and the new Adam, when the Holy Spirit gives gifts, G-I-F-T-S, someone with faith in Christ, it's again breathing in life into the new creature, mm -hmm. the, the new creation that is yeah. someone who is in Christ. Um, and don't, I don't freak, don't, I promise you, there's going to be so many questions that you have that science will bring up. And it'll seem like for a brief moment that science is somehow disproving something in the Bible. You know, how, how for example, how can I reconcile the old earth, how old the earth is? Right. And yet, you know, the Bible in the Old Testament says that God created the heavens and the earth and set, or created everything yeah. in seven days. And then you have Jesus affirming that in the New Testament as well, when he basically when he said that, you know, whatever Moses wrote, you know, was breathed out by, you know, God. And Moses wrote the creation account, so Jesus is attesting to the validity of a young, you know, earth. I'm maybe getting controversial with y'all yeah. up here, but I'm just throwing, I'm throwing yeah. out something here. Uh, like you were mentioning Adam, how old was Adam when God created him? Yeah, yeah, he was, you know, he wasn't a baby. Was he a newborn? I mean, well, he, I, would, he I was, don't think so. I mean, you just say the next thing he's, he's walking around the right. garden and naming all the animals. Right. So, you, so right. you're thinking, you know, he has to. He's by himself, so he has to be at least a you know, adult functioning human male, right? He can walk, he can talk, mm -hmm. he can eat, or he can do it. He can commune with God on on day one, on creation or creation, whatever you want to call the date, right. creation zero hour, zero second, boom. Adam is up and walking. He's not. You know, little wrinkle, you know, need, needing needing some assistance. Was he a sheep? Right. <laughs> no, that's more. Yeah. That's a goat. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> but so the Come same. Come back for more animal sounds with Zach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can tell that you have young children, sir. Oh yes, <laughs> uh, they love. They they <laughs> they're my best audience. Uh, so, but the same God who created created, you know, creation zero hour Adam who's up and walking at, at an appearance of a fully functioning adult male is the same God at the moment of creation of the world at zero hour creation time is a fully functioning adult world. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. a world that appears to be yeah, he billions gave, of he, years he old. He gave it a rich backstory. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, he gave it a rich backstory so that we could try to make sense of the world around us. Right. You know, it, it's a lot easier if you can kind of like trace something back. And it's just it's how our brains are wired to work so that we don't like go insane from the thought of it all. But at the same time, yeah, he, he, he gave us exactly what we needed. Right. You know, yep. In, in, yep. in just the way that we need. But it's but it's spelled out there right in black and white. So right. interesting when you think about it, yeah. when you really get into it and deep into it and think about it. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. You can even and reconcile. Can, Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying. And then and then Eve came along. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, same way. Yeah. Took one of his ribs. And I mean, what was you know what I mean? And that's interesting, too, is that there's so much, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, I was, was going to say something. <laughs> go ahead, I was go just going to say when... <laughs> go sorry, go. ladies, but I was just going to say... <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, go for I it. I wonder if Eve, when when, <laughs> when uh, Eve came along, he, was, he just looked at her and was like, oh, what are we having for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know what happened, right? 
Can I have a cup of tea, please? Mm-hmm. Adam was bored in the garden. You know, he's naming all the animals. I mean, he had God. Raccoon. Yeah, yeah raccoon. Beaver. You know, otter. Duck-billed platypus. Right. You know, where God was just like, you know what? Yeah. Take this get this duck bill yeah. and throw some fat on it. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> let, let it let it lay eggs, yeah. too. And Angel's like, what are you doing? Warthog. Yeah. <laughs> Spider. Eight legs, yeah. eight eyes. Let rope come out of its rear end. Yeah. <laughs> God, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Joke's on you. And they're poisonous. <laughs> dogs. Yeah. Hmm. That's awesome. You know what? I'm going to want all of these back one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, but, you know, so God's sitting there chatting with Adam. And he's like, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. We're cool and everything. But I'm kind of bored, you know. But like someone that's like me being around, you know, to give me some company. And God's like, okay, well, what you looking for, Adam? Well, you know, I want my best friend. I want someone who likes everything that I like, likes to eat everything I like to eat, that I like to eat, has my same interests, very, very appealing to the eyes, is always in agreement with me. Like to have conversations all the time. Yeah. Like to have conversations all the time and, and just be just awesome. And God's like, Adam, buddy. That's going to cost you an arm and a leg, pal. Yeah. And Adam's like, an arm and a leg? Oh, no, that's so expensive. I don't know about that, God. Well, what can I get for a rib? He's going to be here all week, folks. I'm just kidding, honey. Yeah. I'm just, just kidding. Um, but, yeah, there's so sure. many other creation jokes that you can come but, up with, too. But, yeah, and, and, and John, more to your point, like you're saying, just when you look at the world around you. But it's like, um, and, again, it's we don't think about it as much. I don't think the maybe the... You know, at, you know, as you walk down the street, it's not something I think is much on your mind. But I know taking chemistry in college, the same kind of wonder you get when, well, it's not the same kind, but the, the same way that you have the wonder when your child's born or just when you look at the, the natural world around you, when you see something like the periodic table, the way that everything fits just so, it's, you know, the intelligent design behind it it's elegant it's perfect it's beautiful in its own way mm-hmm. you know and and yes it's not the same as again the 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 feeling you get from another person or that that human side of it but at the same time it's still amazing in its own way and again it's just it it all points back to god yeah. and correct me if i'm wrong but when when god did create woman it was one of the only creations where he didn't poof something out of his voice. He used something that he had already created to pull from it and to bring something else into existence. So, and what's also cool, you know, you know, the one flesh, you know, that, you know, man and woman, you know, that there's a, you know, specific person out there that man's supposed to, man and woman's supposed to complement each other and complete each other kind of thing. Not complete each other where you find your identity in your spouse. That's not what I'm talking about. Your identity right. is in Christ. Christ not, completes not you. Not codependency. Right. But. If you're looking for a man or a woman to complete you or to 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 whatever be your soulmate or whatever, if you find it, it's going to be for a little bit and you're going to be disappointed because you're trying to make that person who Jesus is in your life, who who Jesus is supposed to be in your life. Right. So mm-hmm. I would warn against that. Anyways, um, but in the same way when it comes to how God uses the language of that the church is the bride of Christ and how they'll be joined together in, is in that same unity kind of thing. And the so much language of, you know, Christ in us, Christ for us, it's all of this points back to Christ in one way or the other. And it's so cool how God, again, design specifically did it to point to yeah. Christ. But, and then, and, but, and then it branches out into so many other parts of our lives. Like you just said, I mean, you know, 
you, you're not using your, your mate as a soulmate. I mean, we kind of use that term sort of like, you know, lovingly, but it's, but like you said, Jesus is your soulmate. Right. But you've got this partner that you perfectly go through life through, hopefully, and you have the same wants and the same desires and you have a walk in, with, in Christ together. And then you have a family and it's just perfect because children are raised best when they have a mother and a father. And it's not always that way, unfortunately for us, but I mean, you know, it's, it, it's so nice that when they're adjusted like that and it just, it all clicks together just right. You know? Well, it's all, it's all a design of God's plan. Right. You know, how mm-hmm. we designed it from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Like and how important it is. And really with there's, there's bad news and there's good news. Bad news is, is that sin touches everything. I mean, as soon the moment, I hate to be morbid out there or, or, or be a newsflash, but the moment you're conceived, you begin to die. Mm-hmm. You're having cells that are forming, and yet you're having cells that are dying. You're, you're in this, you're in because, and that's because of sin. You know, man, creation is groaning for the renewal of itself, for Christ to come back and to make all things new. Um, and in the same way with relationships that are maybe, and even in families that are broken or not functioning how they're designed to be, that's all, again, pointing to a need of some sort of restoration. Um, some sort of unity. Right. They're needing unity there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, but, I mean, science is awesome. And You need a shirt that says that. Science Where, is awesome. <laughs> where's the Bunsen burner, guys? We're going to... Yeah. Get the Bunsen burner out. Oh, like yeah. oh, like the Mr. I Wizard. Can't, I can't. Yeah, that. I, whenever I hear Bunsen, I can't help but think of the Muppets. Bunsen and Beaker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even do his voice. Beaker, uh, Bunsen's voice yeah. was kind of like Bunsen a, Honeydew. <laughs> the big Honeydew melon head. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the Big Bang. I mean, a lot of people yeah. freaked out in the religious community when the Big Bang was come up where they were talking about or whatever. And it's like, look, there's no reason to freak out. I'm not saying this is how the universe was created or not. Right. But you're talking about a single point of impact of where everything was brought into existence. And when you look open into Genesis 1 and you t- and you see where God says, and God spoke, let there be light, and right. you know, light said okay, and, and came to existence. So if anything, this Big Bang event, how else could it not be God speaking well, everything into existence? And, and that's kind of the example I'm giving. Like I said, regardless of, I mean, I'm not getting into the, age of the universe or whatever, but we're just talking about the, the idea, the concept mm-hmm. of the Big Bang. So scientists now using particle accelerators like uh, the CERN, the big one, and uh, the Large Hadron Collider, all that stuff, you know. <laughs> There's a reason why. Yeah. But, Sorry. There's a reason why him and I are laughing yeah, real but, quick. But, okay. right, go, go, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. There's a uh, another podcast out there that's a discernment ministry, yeah. and there's a really funny guy that he features on there. Who the guy is very serious, but he's he's apparent he's the self-professing third eagle of the apocalypse, and he's straight up kooky, and he swears <laughs> that the CERN device is a wormhole opening hell. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and he was waiting at a certain time. There was a certain time yeah. this thing was supposed to open up. It was right. going, 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 and he was getting ready. He's like, and and and, and on his message thing, it was like, be ready. Be, it's towel. coming. It's coming. Wasn't it right? Zach? Yeah. And then his, nothing happened. Obviously, yeah. you know. Yeah. And the, and, the, yeah, just, just another like, day in Switzerland. It was just you know? like I don't know if he uh, was he selling stuff trying to. No, that was, was, it's more like was, a scare tactic yeah, for it was, people. It was the people listen to his show, but the, the guy that was doing the discernment ministry was joking, was making fun of it and saying that Zool for, was, from, was from the Ghostbusters was going to come out of the. There is no Dana, only Zool. 
and, and to piggyback on that, he like sold stuff like yeah. the actual guy yeah. that served, he sold a four blood moon shmita sauce. Right. <laughs> shmita sauce. It's the hottest fiery. <laughs> T-shirts too, remember? The oh, shmita. Yeah. I, sur- I survived the four blood moon apocalypse. <laughs> and oh, the sh- I survived the shmita. I, fr- I survived the shmita. Sorry, Ben. Well, sorry, sorry. thank you for that derailment, uh, <laughs> chasing rabbits. But 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 that's what we do. Um, but 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 the thing is, like, like we were talking about, so so we use all these methods. We use I won't say the name of it. We use certain particle, large particle accelerators. But here's the thing: the bigger the particle accelerators, the faster they can move the particles, and they can create, they can smash them together, and basically recreate what they think the conditions were like at the Big Bang. But no matter what they do, they can, they, they, when they first started, they found out this is what it was like within the first few seconds after the Big Bang. Then they found out this was what it was like in the first thousandth of a second after the Big Bang. And now we're up to, they have it down so close, they can get to like, this is what it was like in the first like trillionth of a second after the Big Bang. But they can never actually find the conditions of the actual spark itself. They can't, you know, because you know, what, it's God. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like they, they can they can get so close in their understanding of how they think it, it started, but they still can't tell you how or why, you know. It's mm-hmm. like if man ever finds out a way to take dirt and form a man out of it and they have him fully functioning and right. operating and everything, and man going, ha-ha, God, look what we did. Right. We just created man. We're just like you. And God looks at them and goes, get your own dirt. Yeah. You know, it's so... Exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, I mean, it, uh, men have tried to do that with, like, cloning things and everything sure. like that. There was there was that time in Scotland, the guy cloned, trying to clone the sheep. Yeah, do- Dolly. Yeah, Dolly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Now, here's my question. And then they're messing with the whole creation thing. Yeah, I read an article, and I don't know if it was like an article from Infowars or something. I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a habit of going to that site. But every now and then, I'll see clickbait that will lead you to some kind of crazy article or whatever. There was that one where it talked about in the future we're definitely going to be cloning people to harvest their organs is for like medical reasons, which seems yeah. highly probable. I mean, but how? How? What? Are, what are the ethics in that? Well, and also, why would you want to keep on going and going and going? I mean, I, to me, I mean, not that I want to die, but at the same time, I mean, I'd like to live my life. I'd like to hopefully grow old, and then I'd like to pass on and go to the my yeah. reward. Yeah. I don't want to keep myself here by getting a new heart and a new liver so I can yeah. live another 40 years on this planet. I, I, you know, I want, to, I want to live my life and go into the next one, you know? And yeah. when, when Jesus comes back and our bodies are raised and glorified— that's going to be weird when all those parts start going brrr, all different yeah. ways. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Jimmy's. That's yeah. Tom's. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's hey, where Billy's. are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> no, but it, it's, yeah, science is cool, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's crazy. What, what, wait, what are you going to put on the shirt? Science is awesome or science is cool? Or are you just going to have one of each? Because, you know. I believe in science <laughs> and have science and have have Nacho Libre sneak it up behind me with a bowl of water to dunk me, to baptize me. You Praise the Lord. A, a picture of Bill Nye on the back. Bill Nye. Is he even a scientist? I don't know if he is. So. You ever been to that ride at Disney where you go in and it's like the Big Bang and it's with Ellen DeGeneres and you sit in this big thing 
and you and it slowly takes you through like the dinosaur age and, she, and the what big. Did she have to do with the it. Was like there was you go. Science. I don't know. It's like a big black screen. She, I'm sure you've been in it. It's like a big black screen, and out of nothing, this little blob shows, and it's like poof, there's the big bang, and then the next scene is like going through with the dinosaurs and all the on on the tree. Yeah. You never been on that ride? And Bill so. Nye, the science guy, is the main guy, telling us how uh, how it's all happening and how it happened. I'm like closing my, my, my kids' ears. Like, don't listen to this. It's just a, it's just a ride. Just yeah. a ride. Ellen DeGeneres. We, we just wanted to get some air conditioning. Yeah, we just wanted no, to get no, out of no, the sun no. for a few minutes. You know? Ellen, I mean, Ellen, she's in both Nemos. She's got to have some kind of, like, scandalous blackmail over the CEOs of Disney or whatever because she's, like, in everything. Yeah. Epcot. Epcot, okay. It's an Epcot. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. You know what's really cool when it talks about, you know, that Jesus is the word and that there's power in the word of God and that there's power in the gospel, which we we come to faith in the gospel by hearing the gospel. And there's language in the Bible where it talks about, you know, the gospel is the power of God. And it's almost like in the same aspect of the spiritually dead person, when the gospel hits it, it hits it, it's like dynamite. It's like pow. It's sparking life into the dead soul That's right. yeah yeah planting it's planting that seed yep yep letting it grow we got to water it and make it flourish and keep on going for christ that's for yeah. sure very interesting guys yeah. very interesting uh topic up in uh, can well there's commend so much you for more that. now I yeah i know there's yeah. so much more to we, think about and talk we've about we've only we've only kind of you know, scratched the surface yeah so to speak i was thinking yeah. the same thing that's so weird yeah. scratch the surface well, and if our lazy research assistant had, you know, done done her job, we'd have more, you know, more things to reference and more more actual, you know, text to to look at. But but you know, she's been slacking a lot. She's been off. She's been off for like a month now. Yeah, something like that, I know. But it's ridiculous. It's all right. <laughs> I told somebody on Twitter today that she needs to be sacked because she apparently got something out of order on the uh, list. But I think it was just a miscommunication. But whoever's listening to this, they're yeah. probably laughing now because. Yeah, and we, we, and we usually say this at the beginning, but I think we all forgot this is the seventh episode of the Liberty Tree Podcast. That's right. Lucky number seven. Episode Lucky number seven. seven. And we talked about the seven days of creation. We sure did. Ooh, that's creepy. Maybe you can think of a title. You know. Episode seven? Just call it seven. Yeah. But are you going to use like the number seven in place of the V, <laughs> like the movie? Like oh, David I was just going to go with, well, see, yeah, how do, how do we not get in trouble yeah. with the... Uh, well, I guess we couldn't because we're not really making any money off of this. Yeah. But I don't know if you guys have seen that movie, but I have never jumped out of my skin so much in the theater as when <laughs> that, that guy that was supposed to be dead, he wasn't really dead. Oh, man. <laughs> Still, <yeah. laughs> Spooky movies. Oh, my goodness. That was a, that was I, I a ooh, thriller. I can't, I can't recommend that movie to anybody. It's, <laughs> it's, I mean, it was really good, but I can't recommend you watch it. By the time you're hearing this, it's definitely a little bit closer to Halloween. I know we already Boo. had our spooky episode, but it was pretty cool. Uh I had a nostalgic fit before I came into the recording today because I had a nice big bowl of Count Chocula uh, cereal. Oh, it's right beginning way. already. Yes. Oh, cereal. Can you name, all, still the, make can you name all the monster cereals? I There's sure can. five of them. Well, I can only name three. Mm-hmm. I have uh, Count Chocula, uh, 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 Frankenberry, and uh, Booberry. Yeah. Uh, that's There's it. also Fruity Yummy Mummy that they that's don't really right. make anymore. And the other one that was like the werewolf cereal. I can't think of the name of it. Sorry. But I guess I can't name all five either. But hmm. <laughs> we know. were in Walmart uh, yesterday with our family, and we seen all the different Halloween stuff. And there was one really cool. I didn't get it, but it was his skeleton playing a banjo, and it was playing dueling banjos. I was like, <laughs> only in Georgia will you find a a, a skeleton. 
in <laughs> Halloween things. So I guess you can put it up out to your house. We were having a little hoedown. Fruit brute. Fruit brute. <laughs> yeah. The one with the fruit what? It yeah, sounds that, like. I just got that telegram, that, that piece of information handed to me by our research assistant. She, she is she on to, the ball She gets tonight. to keep her job for one she more does. week. Wow. She does. We're renewing her contract on a day-by-day basis. Buy her lunch tomorrow. Yeah. So Buy her lunch. So count chocolate, LaBooberry, Frankenberry. Fruity Yummy Mummy and uh, Fruit Brute. And fruit is spelled F-R-U-T-E. <laughs> that sounds like something you can get for, uh, you know, taking to the is gym. It Instead of in and explode, I get Fruit Brute because I get buffed up. I, get I have pumped. never heard of the Fruit Brute. All the oh, rest of those them, are cool. Yeah. All the rest of them I've heard. Yeah, I think they're kind of like regional or they, you know, they don't make yeah. them yeah. as much anymore. They kind of, they bring them back. I can't believe they still have them. I remember. Like, I think they're seasonal. really bad for you. Oh, yeah. It tastes <laughs> yeah. so delicious. The roof of my mouth is like peeling like, uh, like, like banana like strings. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, because that's how it stays crunchy in milk. Like, if you ever eat like Captain Crunch, you know, it's just, oh, it's murder on the roof of your mouth. <laughs> These it's like marshmallows. A, it's like a coating on there <laughs> for the rest of the day, too. <laughs> These marshmallows and chocolatey chunks are so good. And then you take that one bite and you're like, hey. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's all about science. That's it right. created that cereal. Yeah. That's right. It all hey. comes back to science. Yeah. It was delicious. So. <laughs> they make marshmallows taste like marshmallows, but they're not yeah. really marshmallows. <laughs> I have no idea what they are, well, but they taste good. <laughs> and hopefully we've given you something to think about, and hopefully now we've whetted your appetite to at least go have some, some terrible breakfast cereal. You know? <laughs> but, um, but we want to thank everybody for listening. This has been the you know Liberty Tree podcast broadcast out of Swanee Station Family Life Church. We'd love for you to hopefully inspire you to get closer to Christ after you hear this and maybe go, you know, investigate some of these things that we've talked about for yourself. And, you know, if you're in the area, we'd love to see you at church too. So, you know, thanks for listening, everybody. It's science. If you ever have any questions uh, for us on the podcast here, feel free to send us an email at thelibertytreepodcast at gmail.com. We'll be happy to answer any questions you have or if there is a topic or something that you want us to discuss on the podcast, feel free to let us know. You can find us on Facebook, the Liberty Tree Podcast. If you're on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at Liberty Tree Cast. And also we are on the church website. There is an icon on the website that's a picture of our logo. Just click on that. And to get to that website, it's familylifechurchswanee.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much. More to come later. sun went down and the jungle fire was burning down the track came a hobo hiking and he said boys i'm not turning i'm headed for a land that's far away beside the crystal fountains so come with me we'll go this was the liberty tree podcasting from family life church in swanee georgia